Star, aka the most dangerous. I'm in the building. I'm checking out my main man, the everyday DJ podcast with your host, DJ J Rock. Let's get the party started. Gonna discuss a couple of things. We're gonna discuss um, will your DJ business survive the pandemic? Dun, we're, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we're also gonna discuss the art of being a great subcontractor. That's one of those situations where you got to leave that ego at home. Can man. you be a sub? Can you be a sub? <laughs> then we're going to follow. Not a, ho- not a hoagie, though. Not that kind of sub. <laughs> not a hoagie. And not a chicken cheese steak from Eddie Leonard's. Oh, my goodness. Got to go to Dimitri's and get a chicken cheese steak. Okay. Now, I'm going to take you and get an 88. I don't know. I done heard some things about the 88. Another time I'll break down for the fine people what an 88 is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and um, we're going to wrap it up with a QA and a session. Um, Y'all can hit hit up questions in the chat box or you can call in. So without further ado, we're going to get this party started. Will your business survive this pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's something that I've been thinking about because in my mind, in my mind, in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking that, you know, by um, summer, spring, uh, by uh, spring of 2021, summer of 2021, everything was going to be back to normal. We can do, you know, regular gigs. We can be able to party. Um the folks that's into the vaccinations, we had a vaccine squared away. The non-vaxxers won't. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and down the line. And down the line. And so, but Mark, my, my main question is, um, I asked this earlier in a couple of Facebook groups. And the feedback that I got was, uh, kind of all over the place. Um, a lot of people was like, yeah, I'm going to be good because I got a job. Or I got other hustles. I got um, real estate. I sell cars. I sell weed on the side. I'm the dope man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That wasn't that part. Was, it wasn't real. It. But it's like, that wasn't my question. The question wasn't, will will you survive the pandemic financially? Of course, I want everybody to live. We know the difference between live and life. Live and life. (laughs) But the question was, will your business survive? And it just had me thinking with the number of responses that for a lot of people, uh, DJing, isn't necessarily 
a business or they look at it like one and the same. And for me, <clears throat> DJing is definitely what I do for fun is what I do for business. And it's what I've <laughs> done since I was a kid. And so, but my approach is it to it is more like a, a, a business mindset It's like, you know, I'd be focused on making sure that, you know, we got goals, financial goals for the business. And of course with COVID, <laughs> everything is look out the window. <laughs> Over there. No, I'm going to stop for it, man. I did 24 gigs this weekend, dog. <laughs> and also, I, I think something that's critical here is that everyone is going to have somewhat of a nuanced definition of what it means to survive. And so by survive, do they mean that they still have a customer presence by survive? Does that mean that they're generating a certain amount of income by survive? Does that mean that they are able to continue to execute their business goals? So some people may, um, may, have a different definition of what it means to survive. True, true. But, you know, back to the question, it was like one of the things I wanted to, you know, I've been thinking about is expenses, you know, <clears throat> with it being less gigs, it's less income. So, but for us, our monthly spend on business stays the same. You know, website hosting is still there. Um, Dropbox is still there. Email is still there. You know, all of those things, you know, stay the same. And so, <clears throat> of course, you know, the big speaker system I want, I didn't go out and buy because I don't have big gigs right now to use big speakers. So we're not upgrading uh, like that. Um, what's your thoughts, be love? So, um, I would say that <laughs> because the nature of the business has changed, the nature of how we conduct business has changed, then that means we change and adjust strategies. And so that has been my ver my definition of survival. Like, can you actually um, grow and expand and change so that you can have a business service to offer? So, you know, you work with me. So, you know, we've changed the nature of how we do things to ensure that we can still be able to offer some level of service to our customers and also so that we can be able to afford to stay in business so I, I, I definitely think people have to come to terms with what their definition of survival is so that they can make the take the necessary steps to ensure that they can do that. Facts, facts. And then sometimes you sometimes it's time to go. <laughs> and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but if in fact business is about developing relationships and the exchange of currency and the production of a service to some degree, then when there is no longer 
a viable service to be offered and there's not a customer base, there's nothing wrong with that business closing and those resources being reallocated into the community, especially for what we do. Like I'm waiting, I'm trying all these people struggling and trying to figure out how they're going to educate these kids, all these DJs with sound systems. I'm trying to figure out why no one has contacted us to say this internet thing isn't working out. How can we get some things set up so that we could teach in the community? You know, why, why aren't we um, looking at opportunities like that? That would definitely be a way to ensure that we could survive. We don't, we don't just play music. I mean, maybe some of us do, but we don't, that's not all that we have to offer. And if you think of how we as DJs sparked revolution in the late seventies, when we first got this thing jumping, I would think anybody that was up on their history and understood how we were able to make the move in the way that we were. Um, I don't understand why that connection hasn't been made, but I'm saying you could get at me now on four, four, three. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was about to give y'all my personal. I don't even be doing that. Don't do that. (laughs) Two, four, zero, seven, four, five, five, two, six, seven. Get at me. And we could talk about how we can use our skills and tools and resources to assist the children in your community. And you don't even have to be a public school teacher, just willing to look out for the shorties and the elders in your community. And we can figure something out. Exactly. Now, my homie DJ Slice says during uh, this whole pandemic, his record pool sales has increased. The need for music is recession proof. Everybody's in their house going live. (laughs) And I know in this area, there's a new DJ school that just opened up. So, you know, there's that there uh, that that love for music is is able to help your record pool survive. So that's wonderful. My homie cool DJ Dre says he's been hanging TVs, man. You could have came and helped me and Xavier hang some TVs. Now, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Valentine says uh, most DJs don't have a business. They are just gigging. Um, and from what he's seeing, it's no strategy, no goals, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just. All right. Give me my hundred fifty, my two hundred, my thousand dollars or whatever. They can go bang it out. Keep it moving and not really doing it as a business. Um, there might be a place there might be a place for that for people that are um, just participating in the craft and not necessarily setting up as a business we just gotta you know we gotta be careful words have power and they have history and somehow people seem to think that just because you say that you're set up as a business that you're doing something correctly so we have to be careful not to let the status quo uh, terminology misguide us and have us misunderstanding what our true purpose is in this industry. There's a place for people um, that are gigging, just like there's a place for people who have businesses because I have uh, children and I have an interest in making sure that there's something left for not just them, but other people that are lovers of music and want to keep it going we that's part of the reason why we have a business 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody that is um, a DJ or spinning music has to be set up as a business. See, and that's the beauty about being a free thinker. You could do it the way you want, when you want, at the level level that you want to do it, and not let the the societal uh, pressures. Um, what is it? The collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. All DJs got to use Serato. It's the industry standard. You got to have up lights. You got to have, you, know, you don't need none of that. You do what you want to do. You deliver the business that you want to do it as professional or not as you want. <laughs> Holler. Think about it. Now, we have a caller coming in. Oh, they done called me. They done called me. From, um, looks like Indianapolis. They done called me. They done called me. All right, let's bring them on. Do they got a dime? How much it costs to make a phone call now? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, How's it going? Who's calling in? This is uh, DJ Be Quiet from Divine Sound Line out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Hey, how's it going, fellas? And ladies. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Things are cute. Cool. What you got on your mind, bro? Hey, I was listening to, I was listen, sitting here listening to the what's the name when I had to call and just drop my two cents on it. I believe, like with most pandemics, um, we this is probably probably the longest lasting that I know of in the time in my time, uh, and in my and in my mother's father's time. I definitely know that the Rona, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 won't be here forever. That said, I think that I believe that staying relevant in, in your craft and diversifying yourself um, is always a great thing. And also, you know, if anybody is a business owner, especially if, you, if you're a DJ, I'm quite sure most of our stuff has been funded on a second income. And that said, if you should, this should always be a, a contingency uh, or redundancy uh, in in your business or in your craft to have a plan B before you even started out. You know, so that that should have already been something that we should have we should have we should as business owners should ask ourselves. Um, you know, well, hey, what's my fallback? You know, I, I definitely believe that that's those are some areas, some key areas I, I, I believe that are that that have been successful for me. So, I mean, I don't know if that works for everybody else, but I definitely think that those are some some, some great topics to, 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 to consider. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you yourself, you actually was exposed to COVID-19 and fully recovered, correct? That's true. I, I spent, uh, I spent uh, about a, almost a month and a half, two months in the hospital. Um, and... Uh, uh, I had uh, I was diagnosed with COVID while I was in the hospital, um, and uh, I'm, I made a recovery. Thank I'm I'm, I'm quite thankful. Um, Can I get a soul clap? Can I get a soul clap for the survivor? I'm absolutely thankful. <laughs> I'm absolutely thankful to be here. Um, and what and 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 in the, and in the same year, the beautiful thing about it is in the same year I was able to. I was able to host a national artist here in my city that same year. That's that that following this following summer, this summer, and then come back and repeat that uh, to repeat another uh, indoor concert. And and no, no. So for me, 
for me, I, I've been able to, I've been blessed to be able to, to stay relevant, to be able to diversify and to reach out to those 503 C's uh, are, are, are hot. Now, our hot ticket item right now. As far as your DJ business go goes, would you say that your business is surviving, thriving, or just hanging on? <laughs> I, I I am absolutely affected by uh, in my market in my area. I am absolutely affected by um, the the pandemic. Um, I'm absolutely affected. My, I definitely believe that my, um, I don't like to buy equipment to have it fit. And then, and secondly, I don't like to have my equipment fit and just have to go out and pull maintenance on it more so than when I've used it. I pulled maintenance and pulled, uh, inventory counts and stuff on my, on my stuff as more so than I've used it this year. So, um, I would, if I had to step outside of myself and, 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 and go to the top of a hill and look at me. I I absolutely say, um, I have been I've, I've been maintaining. I, I've I've been in the status where I've just been maintaining, and I, I definitely believe it. It depends on your 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 your, your geography. Um, yeah, in areas where there is more a, a huge a bigger population, and and not necessarily that. I definitely believe that it goes with. It definitely has to deal with us. Um, your, your, your geography and because your geography can be your geography can be California or your geography can be ground zero for COVID, you know, and it, 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 there's, there's different factors that weigh into that. You know, I definitely think that, you know, where there where there's no where mandates aren't as bad as other places. You know, well, brother, I definitely, I definitely you know? want to say keep your head up, keep pushing stay tuned in and we will definitely connect more and um yeah, I, I appreciate you fam appreciate you thanks for having me all right, all right. Y- y'all shout out to my homie DJ Be Quiet Divine Sound and Lighting who survived the Rona that sound good and so the phone lines are open feel free to call in feel, feel free to hit up the chat box now, I kind of touched on this a little, and that was um, to upgrade or not. Uh, we haven't been upgrading from the business standpoint, like all the stuff that's on our list to get to upgrade to do business. Uh, we built a personal DJ studio, which is more so uh, kind of goes into what's a little further down on the bullets. <laughs> But yeah, we've been holding off on major upgrades, you know, and it's it's not fun. It's not fun. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you want to spend your money in a way that's gonna uh, one, what I always say, be love. It's gonna make you some money, or two, you can create some awesome, awesome ass memories. <laughs> Yeah, so as far as um, another thing that I've been thinking about is how will we move forward from this point forward? Uh, what if things don't get better? Is is really no way to know. And so 
uh, to everybody tuned in and to my uh, folks that may catch this on demand, uh, share your thoughts in the comments. You know, what's your thoughts on how are you planning and preparing to move forward? Um, beloved, as it relates to some of the stuff that we do, what's been your thought, uh, especially with um, the aspect of the community um, development and community projects that we've been doing? It's like, you know, we've taken our Saturday uh, get together virtual. <laughs> so what's been on your mind, beloved? As far as moving forward, I definitely intend to stay up with the science and the research on how to maintain our health so that when we are interacting with other people that are outside of our um, interaction bubble, that we are doing so safely and healthfully. And I also, like you said, we took our um, community project that we work on. It's virtual now. And so I've been looking at just more ways to stay flexible to stay tuned in to what kind of things people need and to um you know I'm I'm a I'm a mama to my heart so I always stay tuned in to what's happening with the youth and they definitely need for us to be providing some direction on what the next steps forward could possibly be for um not just entertainment but interacting with people in large and small settings for the purpose of sharing information. So moving forward, definitely focused on maintaining the health and definitely paying attention to what people's needs are so that we can figure out how we can fulfill them. I remember just before, well, I I shouldn't say just before coronavirus, but um, we have been working on virtual style events and those type of services way back when like MySpace and Ustream were like the new popular thing. And we caught a lot of like, why are you doing that? And so now that, so now that we have a world situation where that is most certainly the order of the day, my goal is to continue to just, again, like I said, pay attention to what kind of things people need pay attention to how things are being executed in the public domain and making sure that we can stay flexible, making sure that we can stay um, able to maintain and build relationships. Cause like I said, even just the education industry could benefit from what a good portion of the DJs that I know could offer to the world community and benefit the children, but those opportunities aren't um, being sought out necessarily, at least not that I'm aware of. So um, moving forward, I'm going to be paying attention and staying flexible so that as problems, um, I mean, as uh, yeah, problems need to be solved, that I can stay in a mindset and a ability to become one of those engineers to help solve that problem. Well, you know, I stay ready to bring the toys out, especially for community building, education for the babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am with it. I am all about that. And so so I guess moving forward, uh, we're we're personally going to be looking just more ways to 
like B-Love said, get involved with the community education aspect and connect with families who is having some, I guess, difficulties maneuvering in this whole cyber schooling situation. <laughs> and I have it on good authority that the Green Cup Community Garden is going to be um, offering a performance space that can be used for the community. So those DJs that are um, willing to help define the terms and willing to put in the work to create the power base, you you might want to make sure that you stay up with J-Rock and B-Love so that as these uh, moves are being plotted and planned, that you can be a part of making schmooze with us. Exactly. We got another caller from Ooh, Washington, D.C. They calling me. <laughs> caller, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Who do we have on the line? DJ Trey Pound. Trey Pound. What's up, fam? What's on your mind, bruh? Um, just wanted to chime in um, on your question about whether to invest or not. Um like during these times where to upgrade or hold off. And um, personally, I think it's one of those times it's a mixed bag depending on your situation. Um, if you're fueled off of doing mobile events, I would say maybe hold off if you aren't really seeing that return in your investment. But if it's things that maybe you've had that, hey, I can let this go and somebody might buy it up right now and you just want to, Stay current with the new technology. Yes, they go ahead because if we're not able to go out and perform and use these things, now is a great time to get that bit of equipment you knew would take you a long time to maybe master and learn every feature of it. You got time on your hands. So I would say do it if you can, you know, make it financially work for you. And what they say, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Indeed. (laughs) Exactly. Because I've Personally, like I've seen a few things. I was like, normally I wouldn't have bought it. It would it wouldn't have made sense. So I'm like, I'm at home. I might as well get it, <laughs> master it, see if I like it, don't like it. You know. <laughs> yeah, Indeed, I, I feel you 100. percent Just like right now, I'm looking at that Pioneer DJM S11, and I'm like, oh, it got a lot of features, but I'm good though. I don't really <laughs> don't need it. I, I don't know. I'm already planning to pull the trigger on that one. It, it has some things that I've been, ooh, I got three and four decks, and I can do this and that. Like, I don't know. I cancel another bit of gear to get next. I need that in my life. I hear you, bro. Well, thank you for chiming in. Uh, feel free to uh, – let me tell you all about uh, DJ Trey Pound. Man, this brother has always supported me from the first time that I met him. And I just really appreciate you calling in and showing love. And when this pandemic thing irons out, he's one of the folks that we would definitely be chopping it up with and doing real world <laughs> type joints with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Well, I appreciate <laughs> the both of you. Uh, no. I appreciate the both of you, and I'm watching from afar. So, what's pr- the uh, No doubt. Appreciate Thanks you, Thanks for calling. All right. Later on. Yeah, man, it's like, like he said, uh, 
it might be a good time to grab some of them upgrades. My homie Willie D um, coming in from YouTube says the other side of that coin is if the prices are down from the pandemic, then upgrade. This is the problem that I have. Stuff that I want, the prices are up because of the tariffs. <laughs> so I'm really, really holding off to see um, what Howie and Angela do when they get elected president and vice president of the United Go States. Green. Shout out Go to the Green, green. Party. Now, <clears throat> uh, with the with business being slower for some folks, some folks choosing to fall back. Now is as good of time as any to practice, practice, practice. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's kind of like no excuse right now. <laughs> My favorite practice story. I remember being at the DJ Expo in Atlantic City, and I think this was my first time going to the DJ Expo as a DJ and not just, you know, J-Rock side piece for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I was, it was so cool because DJs that I had grown up listening to and buying their records were present and sharing their experience and talking a lot about how they came into the industry. And one of the things that they talked about was going to the parties that the other DJs were spinning and being sent home and the excitement that they would feel about being sent home. So, you know, somebody's on stage and they come up with a dope scratch or they come up with a hot blend or transition, something that they hadn't, the another DJ in attendance hadn't thought of. And they were saying they would leave right then (laughs) and go home and practice so that they would have something else to offer to the community. The next time they showed up on the scene and I was I was not only shocked to hear them say that because for me, I had met a lot of DJs that were more egocentric. So they were, you know, just kind of focused on themselves and what they had to offer. But to hear these other DJs who like people are excited to see and, you know, sign my record from back in the day and all that to hear them put such a strong emphasis on practicing and not just posturing that let me know right there that I have to practice. And I was working on a working on a set because J-Rock will never miss out an opportunity to throw me out there and be like, let's go. Let's see what you can do. That's what this is all about. And so I remember saying to, to he and the children, uh, yeah, I wasn't happy with my performance. So when Kwanzaa comes around, I always that's my report card time. You know, did I do the following things based on the principles of Kwanzaa? And I was like this year. When we celebrate Kwanzaa, I'm going to be able to say, yeah, my Kuji Chagalia and my Kaumba is on point and you can see it in my set. So um, <laughs> that's my practice story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Since I got the uh, the DJ studio set up, <clears throat> I've been using it as an opportunity to practice at least every other day, using it as an opportunity to step outside of my comfort zone, Serato, and learn um, virtual DJ, which is really kind of growing on me. 
Um, yeah, I said it out loud. <laughs> I might be a virtual DJ, um, full time uh, convert. Virtual DJ, cut the check. <laughs> See how you do. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously though, uh, it's definitely um, been that time to practice. Um, and like I said before, at the end of the day. Whether you're doing gigs, whether you're um, at home practicing, whether you're buying gear or holding off, it's you got to weigh that money versus risk. It's a risk that you might spend all this money getting DB technology speakers and road cases and all this stuff, and there's no gigs for a while. Oh, uh, all catch off fire. <clears throat> yeah, true that. True that. All right, moving on. Moving right along. We're going to talk about subcontracting. The art of subcontracting. Wow. Um, but the tagline says, it's not about you. It's about the team. And so... This topic has been coming up a lot for me. Uh, we've been getting a lot of phone calls with um, colleagues wanting to bring us in to do stuff and things like that. And so we have an agreement, um, a subcontracting agreement for when we come in as a sub and when you bring us in as a sub. And um, there's no right or wrong way. Everybody do it their own way. But for me, when I'm coming in as a, sub, a subcontractor or DJ Beloved goes in as a subcontractor, we check our egos at the door. <laughs> you got to check your ego at the door because it's not about you. At that point in time, you are representing the company whose name is on the contract. Um, you're helping, uh, for example... You're helping ABC Productions provide services to their client. So it's not about you. Um, their client might not even know that you are a subcontractor. And so subcontracting is one of those things that is not for everybody. If, if you're used to being the man or the woman and being your chest, oh, I did this, I did that. <laughs> It might not be the the move for you. Um, me personally, uh, we've during this COVID, we've been brought in for a lot of virtual events uh, to produce and stuff like that. And so, you don't see it on my Facebook because it's not my gig. You don't see it uh, on my website because it's on their website. You know, what's important to me is doing a great job for the company that hired us, that brought us in as a subcontractor. And so, um, like just last week, um, their client walked up, was like, you guys are doing great. Everything looks good. The sound quality is amazing. We're going to call you next time. I said, yeah, that'd be awesome. Call such and such. 
they will set it up. They will facilitate it. <laughs> it's, 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 it was her client. So call her. <laughs> right. And I'm currently a subcontractor in a different context this time around. I'm working as a, a voter education instructor for some people that I hold in very high esteem. As uh, as I was sharing with someone, another teacher, a project that we were working on, she was like, share those lesson plans with me. Uh, can't do that. <laughs> This this these things were created alongside of and on behalf of a particular place. And so they're not even finished yet. So I don't necessarily have the liberty to share those things with you. And in order to maintain the relationship and make sure that we can work together in the future, then I have to uh, demonstrate the discretion that is required for them to complete their program. So I definitely agree with you. You have to, um, you have to know there's got to be some type of agreement and you also have to understand what position you play. Even like I've read, I equate it to when I was a substitute teacher, like I was there to fill in and conduct a particular set of lessons, but that wasn't my class. So I didn't necessarily have the liberty to, make a bunch of changes and redesign things. But I was just there to maintain the flow and the structure of the day. until the regularly scheduled instructor could return to the classroom to do what they need to do. So it's good to have an understanding of who you're working with and making sure that um, you're not doing anything to cause harm to the relationship or ending up misrepresenting the company that your subcontracting for by not having a clear understanding of how things are supposed to work. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's not for everybody, you know, it's not for everybody. And so to all my fellow um, DJs and production companies out there, um, I say this, know the people you're bringing in have the communication, have the conversation, uh, the do's and the don'ts, you know, what's expected, what's not expected. So that way, at the end of the event, at the end of the day, the working relationship, everybody feel good about it. Everybody feel good about the deliverables. Everybody feel good, feels freaking great about the job that was done. And it's no hard feelings. Yeah, borrow an ideology from the great ancestor Kwame Ture. Make sure that you are not ashamed of the fact that you're collaborating. Some people feel um, that it is a slight to them if they have to call in for reinforcements in one capacity or another. So don't be ashamed to collaborate. Don't be ashamed to organize. Make sure that you define the terms of the agreement, take care of each other during the process and create a power base so that the two of you can continue to work and the community can continue to be served. Facts, 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 facts. And so in the comments of this video, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube or Twitch, Share some of your experiences with either a being a subcontractor 
or B, bringing subcontractors in. I will tell you one of my favorite subcontractor experiences. We, um, we subs, we subbed for another DJ and we were, uh, asked to play. It's like a private party at the house. And so the family ended up being split. So one side of the family really liked who we were subbing for. And the other side of the family really liked us. And we were able to maintain a positive relationship when one group of the family was hosting an event, they would call who they always called. And when the other side of the family was hosting an event, they would give us a call. And it was no love lost because we both understood, you know, what the vibe was and what they needed for those particular events. So sometimes a beautiful working relationship can grow out of um, subcontracting and with, you know, maintaining and collaborating with other DJs or other businesses. See, and a good part about that situation was when when they call, we go to, to we went to the referring person was like, yo, we got a call. You know, are you busy on this day? You know, they want us. But, you know, this is, quote unquote, your client. And so they was like, oh, but they called yeah, so you calling me? They was really surprised that that I called them to say, "Yo, these people called and gave them, you know, the the opportunity to say, yeah, go ahead and do it, or I, I'm free, I'm gonna do it." Because t- to me, that relationship was more valuable than the amount of money to be made off of one gig, you know what I'm saying? Or two gigs or whatever. You can't put a price on that relationship. And that's why to this day, that person, you know, we still share gigs back and forth. It's like (laughs) we do a lot of gigs together because it's just a beautiful working relationship and the level of mutual respect, you know, is is there and has been maintained over the years. And so <laughs> on the flip side, it's been times where we've brought in people to be a subcontractor and be love and I look at each other and like, okay, we're going to take them off the list. Um, oh, no. How about the one time that the, uh, we shared <clears throat> uh, an event and the person that we asked to um, work on our behalf got tore down drunk at the event. Like there are like five or six glasses from drinks stacked up around the DJ set and speech was slurred and um, gave like a damn near a, a dissertation <laughs> the end of the night and because so it, it was funny th- 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 this gig was in um, Northern Virginia and the client called the next day was like the, the music was good um, but next time if y'all can't do it uh, I'm just gonna pick a different date <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So I I definitely think like what you said, know who you're sending. 
<laughs> know who you're sending out to um, the various events. And then, you know, maybe sometimes we think that because we had a big mama with a wooden spoon or was nice with the dish rag and a tandem legs up if you jump out of pocket, um, all of us didn't. And so it's good to be able to have those conversations with people about what the expectations are and pay attention to how people just operate in general. So that way you don't have those little snafus. Cause they say, you know, in my mind, you know, the person is a dope DJ, dope as in great DJ. But some people say, you know, it's not all about skill. You got to have that business um, sense to go with it. So make sure you, you're sending out folks that got that. <laughs> or have that, co- or, you know, be willing to have that conversation. So that way there's no gray area about, you know, how you want to be represented if somebody's going to tag you out. Uh, don't you make me look bad in this motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't you make <laughs> If you do, you won't never get another chance. Uh, no, y'all don't know B-Love, man. Shoosh. And you get on B-Love list, I don't care. Because your is on my list. <laughs> how you do anything is how you do everything, dog. And I won't be mad at you. I just... You know, we won't work together in that capacity. If you demonstrate that you're not able to, um, you know, get that three point shot in, then I'm not going to pass you the ball. Hey, be love. See it and shoot. You got to see it. You got to see it and shoot. shoot. <laughs> Take the shot. Take the shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Those were the days, right? <laughs> All right. Um, next week. It's election week. Every time I go live, every time I do a podcast, brothers in the middle midterms, be heard. Every vote counts. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Well, actually, it does. Hopefully, you would do some damn research. Oh, and, please. And just don't vote down the party lines. Vote Democrat because you're a Democrat. Vote Republican because you're a Republican. Vote Independent because you're Independent. Look at the candidates. Look at their track records, their experience. And please, I would encourage you to know what the job description of the various elected officials, what is expected of the office, how they do or do not influence policy, what is the actual nature of that position? Because sometimes we're expecting elected officials to do things that are for the people to do. And sometimes we are um, not holding them accountable after the election So choose someone that you feel is going to um, adhere to the job description that they are being elected to. And I would guarantee you just a slight bit of research would um, have you to be informed enough to make a quality decision for you to know who to hold accountable for what. Facts, facts, facts. And I want to take this opportunity and say, if you want to sponsor the Everyday DJ Podcast, feel free to drop me an email, a fax, a, 
some Morse code, and your logo could be here. Let's talk today. Now's a good time to purchase some life insurance. So if you sell <laughs> life insurance, hit me up. I want to help you um, insure my fellow Africans and white folk. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're at, we're getting to the end here. We're at the open mic Q&A. Um, the phone lines are open. Um, so if you got anything you want to call in and talk about, you got something on your chest, you want to get it off, get it off, feel free to call in. Also put it in the comment box. We're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. And, um, yeah. So <clears throat> the open mic Q and a is something that we're going to do, um, probably at the end of every podcast time permitting, because uh, I get a lot of emails through the week, a lot of inbox messages where people wanting um, help with everything from Serato to controllers to live streaming. And I tell people this, you know, this is what I do for a living. Go to the website and schedule a consult. Out of, we'll say, 20 people that might ask for help, soon as I say schedule to consult, <laughs> probably one person <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> might follow up. And so it's like, yeah, right now, you know, with the pandemic and everything, you know, we've brought in our services uh, spectrum to include the consulting about DJ systems and lighting and video systems and all that good stuff. You know, it took me a long time to learn it, be loved, be researching and studying and learning everything. And so money earning concern and see, I'll be teaching and learning. <laughs> Did y'all know that we love used to be in a go-go band? She was a drummer in a go-go band. Yeah. And the all girl go-go band Did back you, in my PG County days. Did y'all know when we used to run a recording studio that be love would be uh, hopping in the booth, getting on some hooks. Yeah, I did. Don't tell anyone, though. Shh, keep that quiet. <laughs> yeah, my homie Willie D from YouTube asked the question, what made us switch to virtual DJ? All right, so this is the skinny. We have not officially switched to virtual DJ. Um, I was doing a 30-day challenge, and I've expanded it to 60 days. Uh, it's one feature in Virtual DJ that seriously has me considering making the switch. And that's the ability to be able to do the stems in real time. It just creates a whole new um, vibe for doing remixing. And also, it's another thing why I've been rocking with Virtual DJ um, DJ Beloved recently um, got us the Denon 6000 M's, uh, my housewarming gift from my sweetheart. Um, and Serato hasn't released the port yet. Um, Virtual DJ released support the day they started shipping. Virtual DJ had them fully mapped out. And so I like that. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as Virtual DJ released support for the S11, 
I might play with that too, but <laughs> see, and and that's the one good thing about uh, our DJ company is that we both bring two different perspectives, right? So, in case people haven't noticed, I wear glasses. <laughs> and I am not able to function in the world without the use of my glasses. Uh, like some people have prosthetic arms and legs and things like that. So virtual DJ, the way things are set up with the setup that we have with the Denons, it makes it easier for me to DJ in low light environments or, um, to be able to use some of the search functions and keystrokes and such. The screen is larger, so it allows me the opportunity to um, not have to be dependent on a lot of other outside structures. And um, outside of, you know, my commitment to my Pan-African ideology and my African people throughout the diaspora, when it comes to technology, I'm going to use whatever tool is best suited and J rock has a lot of tools around here. So like when I first started DJing, we were using a four track. And then by the time I got good at that, then we had the NS seven, right? NS seven, two NS seven, two. And then, um, the NS seven, three has some different features. It wasn't just another lowercase I on the end of that, um, icon. There were some other features. So, we uh, wanted to use those and then we got some turntables and then we got some reins. And as I was complaining about my knowledge base having to expand this way, he was like, oh, you're so cute that you think that everywhere you go and DJ, they're going to have the same equipment that you got in your house. And so you're going to have to be able to um, protect your DJ name by being able to get on the set and get funky with what's in ever they got. It could be broken it could just be one turntable. Like you don't have any idea what you're going to encounter when you're out there. So the bigger your breadth of knowledge on a variety of technologies, the easier it is for you not to look like a sucker bill when you get out there and somebody give you the opportunity to hop on the set and you looking at it like, I don't know what this is. I've never used this before. And then you're not able to make your DJ voice heard. So while people might, you know, holler out, they on team, this team, that, I'm just on team, use the tool that's appropriate for the environment in which I find myself so that I don't have to be out there like a Bama or a sucker bill. No sucker billing allowed. Mm -hmm. Got to stay sucker free. No sucker billing allowed. Sucker free, recession free. <laughs> DJ Tony Rohn says, are you team Denon? Yeah, Tony Rohn, we've been team Denon since September something he teamed in on because capitalism kills i'm on team use the resources <laughs> and like i said they make it make they make it very easy for me to not have to use my um visual impediment as um a barrier to me being able to rock the party so so they hot for right now yeah till the next thing come out all right Anybody else got any questions? Anybody want to call in? The phone lines are open. 443-432-0010. Everyday DJ Podcast. Your host, Jake Rock. Special, special co-host, D. 
DJ B Love. Adam Pearl. Adam All right, so if there's no more questions or anything, I want to take this time to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, thank you. For showing love. And uh, if you didn't know, we represent that good, um, I guess you could say 410-202-757. That's that Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, Baltimore zone. You know what I'm saying? Baltimore, my main man, Jay Reed, a.k.a. DJ J-Rock, each and every day on that DJ podcast, everyday DJ podcast with my main man, DJ J-Rock. Ooh, Mr. Mel Star, a.k.a. The Most Dangerous. I'm in the building. I'm checking out my main man, the everyday DJ podcast with your host, DJ J-Rock. Appreciate y'all, and we out. Peace.